0: hello I'm dr. Doris Forte and welcome to the visionarium podcast where ordinary people gain extraordinary vision if this is your first time here welcome I'm so glad you're here and if you've been here before welcome back this is episode 39 I have entitled this episode communicating with candor candor is not a word for or a concept that I think about very often, but apparently I've got it, and I didn't realize that until last week. I had a really difficult conversation with someone last week, somebody that I really care about. It was a conversation that needed to happen, but nevertheless, it took a lot of courage to summon up the wherewithal to speak to my friend about this issue, because it had to do with a relative of hers. All three of us belonged to a social group. And his behavior in that group was causing problems. And I'd spoken to him about it, as did some other members of the group. But it didn't seem to have any effect on his behavior. So I called my friend to ask her if she felt that it would make any difference at all if she spoke to him. Because his behavior was beginning to put him at risk of even remaining in the group. And I know that that group matters to him and matters to all of us. So I felt that maybe it was a conversation that needed to happen, but it was difficult. And afterwards, I felt like, oh, well, that friendship is over. But a few minutes later, I got a text message from her that said, thank you for your candor. Wow. That led me to research the concept of candor as a possible topic for this week. I have a new level of respect for the life skill of candor. And today, I'd like to invite you to take a deep dive inside the Visionarium with me. And let's look at the concept of candor. Part of living life is having important, tough conversations at times with our family members, people that we work with, loved ones, friends. No matter who you are, there's someone that you're afraid to have a conversation with or even afraid to talk about. It could be a coworker, it could be an employer, it could be a friend, a family member. It's just a touchy situation. These difficult conversations usually go poorly, or worse, they don't happen at all, because we really don't know how to negotiate our way through them. Constructive candor builds more meaningful relationships. That difficult relationship that I spoke about a few minutes ago, I really believe that me and my friend are better friends now because we had that interaction. It made our friendship bond stronger. Having these kinds of relationships are meaningful because they add trust to the relationship and respect. And these qualities are very important in our most important relationships. So why is communicating with candor so difficult for most of us? First of all, we wait too long. We wait a long time before we become willing to address these hairy issues that keep us up at night and have us thinking about, oh, man, I need to say something about this. I need to do something about it. But we don't do it right away. Most of the time, we wait until we become so frustrated that we just blow our lids. And the worst possible time to try to communicate with, through issues like that, it's when we have become frustrated. We wait because we can't find the perfect words. We feel like we might get it wrong, make it worse. We don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. They'll get mad and lash out. We fear retaliation. We just don't know if we can explain it the proper way, if we can make it clear to the other person how we feel. So we avoid being situations that require being candid in how we feel because we fear the outcome because we don't feel equipped to do it and hopefully this discussion today will help us feel better about that. So what is candor? What is candor? Candor is defined as being direct and straightforward and open. It's often associated with sincerity and honesty. When you exhibit candor, you're being frank and straightforward. You're not beating around the bush. But at the same time, you're being respectful and diplomatic and kind and polite. It's a very thoughtful way of communicating, very respectful. And you're open to negotiation when you're communicating with candor. What candor is not is blatant honesty Candor has an element of caring for it to be effective. Candor is not that obnoxious, aggressive, all in your face, I'm just going to tell you how it is kind of thing. Candor without compassion is brutality. That's why that kind of communication is often called brutal honesty. It also is not that sappy kind of empathy. That happens when we don't want to do something because we feel that if we say something, we're just going to make it worse or we're going to make somebody feel bad. For example, you see your friend walk out of the lady's room and she's got tissue dragging behind her shoe. Do you say something? Or your friend comes out of the men's room with his fly open and you don't say something. And then 15, 20 more people see it and he's terribly embarrassed by that. So that kind of empathy is not candor. Neither is the kind of thing that often happens where you see a problem and you talk about it behind somebody's back. That's just some kind of manipulation. Spontaneously, there was a discussion after the meeting about this guy's behavior. It wasn't planned. It just happened because his behavior had become so annoying. And I participated in that. And later I felt, that's talking behind somebody's back. But the truth is, before we talked behind his back, three of us had talked to him in person. After our meeting, there were four of us in the room, including him. And spontaneously, the conversation erupted into his behavior, his inappropriate behavior. And the three of us confronted him about it. And... He listened, and he spoke to and asked some questions, and we had a pretty good conversation, I thought. It was confrontational, but it was fairly gentle. And at the end, he thanked us for pointing these things out to him, and he said he could do better. And as soon as he left the room, we looked through the door and saw that he had resumed his normal, obnoxious behavior. Didn't do a darn bit of good. And that is what prompted me to have a conversation with his sister. Because at that point, I had reached the end of my rope and the problem had not been resolved. I was still looking for a solution to this problem. That manipulative move that is made sometimes in discussing a problem behind someone's back is not candor. And I'm happy to say that didn't happen. It was that feeling of having reached the end of my rope or my ability to communicate with this person that led me to take that next step, seeking out another possibility, perhaps in talking to his sister. Candor is not obnoxious aggressiveness. It is not sappy empathy, and it is not manipulation that happens when we talk behind someone's back. Candor is moving in a very straightforward manner, but it is also being mindful of the words that you hope to use, the points that you need to make, and being very clear about what the problem is that needs to be resolved. That's how it begins. Candor is simply noticing a problem. It is not being belligerent about it or having anger even, it's accepting that something is unacceptable to you and not being willing to accept unacceptable behavior. So candor can improve our personal relationships. Today, I feel very strongly that my friend and I are closer. Our bond as friends is stronger because of the conversation that we had and was she described my behavior as having candor. Today, especially today, we seem so afraid to offend someone. Everybody seems to be so touchy. Rather than do that, we would rather do nothing at all. We feel that candor would result in a lot of personal issues, but I have found quite the opposite to be true. It is our candor that improves personal relationships. While nobody likes to hear negative feedback, I think it's how we present it that makes the difference. Nobody's ever comfortable giving out feedback either, but it is essential that we learn how to give feedback and how to receive it in order for our relationships to thrive. Facing difficult issues, whether they're at home, with our families, at work with our co-workers, employers, business associates, these issues, once resolved, can increase productivity and create the kinds of bonds and it can increase the kind of trust that we can build on in these relationships and that we need to be able to have with the people that are close to us in our lives. If you know that you are able to talk to someone and express what's on your mind, that you have the ability to do that, and they have the ability to receive and hear. When you know that this can happen, it puts you at ease with that person, and it opens your heart and creates a flow of energy that is very conducive to growth. None of us are perfect. And this is where communication with candor can make a huge difference. When you know that there are people in your life that care about you and that are willing to go to the extent of making themselves comfortable outside of their comfort zone in order to resolve an issue that's come up between you, when you know that they care about you like that, it makes a difference. And you know that, Because as that person is speaking to you, you're thinking, man, you know, it took a lot of guts for them to do that. You know, that shows a lot of caring. That's what you're left with. That conversation comes to an end. More often than not, others appreciate our willingness to put ourselves in difficult situations like that, to have that tough talk. So what is the key? that has to be in place in order for these difficult conversations to come to a positive end. First of all, I think kindness and respect are paramount. Being respectful and kind is the key to not offending someone with the use of candor. The kinds of conversations that lead to resolution, that address these issues that really pull at our heartstrings, And keep us up at night worrying about how in the heck are we going to resolve this situation? We have a problem here. These kinds of conversations happen behind closed doors. We fix the problem and we forget the blame. And we also take our mistakes seriously. And we figure out what are we going to do not to repeat that behavior. Without that step in place, you're just wasting your time. And the person that summoned up the courage to speak to you about it has wasted their time. It is a waste of time. We also encourage candor at every level. We encourage others to be open and honest in their communication with us. Most of us would love to be in a relationship and in a workplace situation where we can give and receive genuine feedback. Imagine how good that would feel. Some of the synonyms of candor are openness, frankness, honesty, truthfulness. These are heart-opening concepts. But candor is more than just telling the truth. It's a willingness to come forward. A lack of candor suggests more than dishonesty. It's dishonesty by omission, which means the element of directness and truth is intentionally ignored. So a lack of candor is a very serious thing. You've heard people say, well, why didn't you tell me? I had no idea. Sometimes people have no idea that they're being obnoxious, that their behavior is so off the chain that it's creating problems for others around them. And when they finally get it, because usually somebody blows up, they just totally lose their cool because this person has pushed their last nerve, they have no idea. So candor requires the willingness to come forward before you get to that point in a process of communication. So now that you know What candor is and what it isn't? Here are some strategies that can possibly help you improve your ability to speak with people with more candor. In the workplace, in your love life, wherever you are, this is a skill set that can improve your relationship. So the first thing is to have a clarity of purpose. What is your intention for wanting to speak to this person, for wanting to address this issue? You've got to be clear what it is. you want them just to feel bad or do you want to create a more positive environment? Identify the emotional triggers, yours and, if possible, other people's. You know these people. You've worked with them a while. You've lived with them a while. What triggers them? And you want to steer clear of those triggers, things like blaming or yelling or even your body language or your facial expression. Check yourself before you enter that situation. Don't enter with a lot of assumptions. Just enter with a lot of intention, clarity and intention. When I made that phone call to my friend, I didn't assume that she was going to do one thing or the other. I was hopeful and I was also clear about why I was calling. It wasn't to make a situation worse. It was to try to resolve a problem. I was looking for her help in doing that, if that was possible. Focus on the positive outcome of the situation. Not use that time that they're giving you and their attention as an opportunity to make them feel worse about something or to bring other things up from the past or anything. It's just a very focused, intentional Interchange and organize your thoughts. Be clear about how you feel about it and how you want to express that. Set a tone of candor early in your relationships. Be the one that is known for being open and forthright and not beating around the bush. Be frank, but be kind from the very beginning, from the moment you meet someone. When a problem comes up and you become frustrated, and then you decide to use candor, you've waited too long, and it's probably not going to turn out well. Candor can feel like swimming upstream if you've gone too far with the flow in the wrong direction. And in this group that I that I talk about, I believe that we let it go on too long. I really do. Sooner is better with candor. The worst time to deal with issues is when you've waited too long. Just keep that in mind because frustration builds and you you find it difficult to control your facial expression, your body language, your tone, and it just doesn't go off well usually in a situation like that. It can be an awkward moment. Practicing candor can help you make it a core value. Be the one known for caring honesty, not brutal honesty. Nobody needs that. Remind yourself that you do like the person that you're speaking to, and let that show on your face and in your body language. If you don't care about the person, then you're really just being a jerk to practice candor with them. Think about that. If you don't care about them, why go that deep? Just walk away. Maintain eye contact. Your eyes truly are the window to your soul. When someone can look at you and see in your eyes that there is a gentleness as opposed to malice, that makes all the difference in the world. Soften your tone and be real. It's a moment like none other. I won't forget that conversation with my friend the other day. What I do is I ask myself a few key questions. Does this need to be said? Does this need to be said now? Does this need to be said by me? And if the answer to all three of those questions is yes, then it may be time to converse with Candor. And when I do, I proceed to say what I mean, I mean what I say, and I don't say it mean. And that works for me. So with that, let's swim back up to the surface and take a deep breath. I want to thank you for joining me today in the Visionarium podcast. It always means a lot to me to know that you've dedicated the time to listen to what I have to say. Last week I said, that this week I would be talking about domestic violence. And I said that without knowing that I'd run out of weeks in the month of October. October is recognized as National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So I'm very happy to announce that next week, our guest and co-host of the Visionarium podcast will be Thisha Jenkins, who is the Director of Training for Harris County Domestic Violence Community Council. And Tisha will come and talk to us about various aspects of domestic violence. I'm very excited about that. So we're in November, but next week we will talk about the issue of domestic violence. I wanna thank you for continuing to tell your friends and your loved ones to tune in to the Visionarium podcast. And if you need to contact me, my email address is thevisionariumpodcast at gmail dot com, and visionarium is spelled v i s i o n a r i u m, kind of like aquarium, because we're all in this thing together. So my email address is thevisionariumpodcast at gmail dot com. So until we meet again, remember to focus on your dreams because you've got to have a dream to make a dream come true. See you soon.